I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people. Hello, hello again, and happy Monday to you. So glad that you can join us one more time. It's great to be back on the air. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you to our program. And you know what? I have to tell you, if you don't know it, if you don't know this, this is very important what I'm about to say, but if you don't know it, I've got to let you know that God is so good. God is good. He is doing great things, and I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I've been um, in fellowship with the Lord all day through um, conversations with different believers, through with different people that love the Lord, and some who are struggling and maybe seeking and have questions and um, are seeking to know the Lord. It's just been an awesome day. And one of the very special people that I share that type of communion with in my life is my husband, my honey, my partner in ministry, Mr. Chris, Minister Chris Jones. Hey, honey, how are you this evening? Hello, hello, hello. I am absolutely wonderful. Ooh, I just love the sound of your voice. <laughs> easy, easy now. I know. I, I'm sorry. I've got to, oh, I just got to calm myself down. It's such a pleasure to have my honey on the air with me. Being able to celebrate um, our life, our love, and our um, ministry and just work together, you know, and in, in being involved in the things that uh, God has given us to do and um you know, just share that with you. So how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing just wonderful. Had you a good too? good weekend, and Lord has been truly blessing. Great, great, great. I know you've been busy. Um, we had two different things going on this weekend. I had my women's conference call, a time of refreshing, and um, I actually started preparing for that Friday night, and then it was kind of an all-day thing on Saturday. We had two conference calls, as a matter of fact, 9 a.m. and then again uh, 9 p.m. on the West Coast time. So it ended up being more like 12 midnight for me. But you were busy, um, again, involved with your men's outreach, your um basketball program and um how's that how did that go for you well it went well we finished um we finished out the season 
actually tied for second place, but because of a two point point differential, we moved down to the third place spot. But that just means we're going into the playoffs this weekend in third yeah. place. Which, um, but we beat the number one team our last game of the season, and we've beaten everybody. We lost four games, but we've come back and beat those same four teams the second time around. So. Um, we're sitting in a good position. God is, God is blessing and doing some mighty things. Amen. That's exciting. I, I of course knew that already, but I just wanted you to share that with our listeners. And I was so excited when you came home with a good report because I had a good report about the things that God was doing, um, with the women and you had a good report about what God was doing with you all. And one of the things that I that I noted and that just stood out to me was how you said that, you know, when when uh, even when you all have lost, uh, the the demeanor of the guys is totally different than many of the other teams, and even in this last match um, where there was hostility and some some anger, you know, from some of the other teams you noted and you said something about how people are noticing the difference in how you guys respond. I hope I'm not butchering that. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. People notice that we have the sportsmanship and it's, 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 it's bigger than just, than just basketball. It's about relationships and growing together as a family and our team. Um, we're together. Even if we lose, we talk about it and we move on, and it's not um, it's not something that we see with the other teams. We see a lot of bitterness and, you know, as if winning is everything. Mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. you learn more when you lose. We don't go out to lose, but when we lose, we try to learn from it and move on and get them next time. So my job is, is basically training these guys how to – basketball is just a tool – but it's it's actually how you deal with life. There's always going to be lessons and and pitfalls, mm. and and you can drop into a pitfall and give up and be mm. mad at the world, or you can learn from it and keep moving on and and just say, you know, won't make this mistake again, or or go and say no more, even you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a hands-on kind of approach. And um, it's it's working. It's been a work in progress, but it's working, and just doesn't come overnight. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I wanted to commend you, my husband, because when you were talking to me about how things went, and as we're seeing how the season is wrapping up, I was I was impressed with um, the fact that you were able to build this team from nothing. When there, when there was no team, when there was no program. And I believe that that is an, that is a, an example of an apostolic anointing. And so I uh, just wanted to encourage you and just um, honor you because God has used you to take and build something from the ground. You know, lay the foundation, establish the uh, standards, uh, just build it to what it is. So I, I just, I honor you, husband. Amen. Amen. <laughs> do what he gives us to do, and it'll come. Not easy, but it'll come. 
Amen. Well, we could, of course, talk nonstop. You know, I enjoy conversating with you. But we do have a very special guest that has been with us before. And I am so glad that she is um, still on fire, still excited about the work that she is doing um, concerning um, prevention and um, healing those that have been uh, sexually abused and preventing sexual abuse uh, in children. I'm glad that she... um, she was so excited that she 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 told me she wanted to come back, <laughs> and I was def- definitely wanting her to come back. So, Miss um, Johnny McFadden is going to be joining us again in a few minutes. We are going to be talking about the importance that forgiveness plays in the aftermath of sexual abuse. Not only sexual abuse, but any kind of offense that we may have suffered, you, the listener, may have suffered. And honey, I want you to feel free to join in um, if there's some point that you have a question or a comment, okay? Okay. All right, handsome. Well, um, let me see if Miss Johnny's. Uh, I believe she's waiting patiently. Hi, Miss Johnny. How are you tonight? God's blessings. Hello, and I'm absolutely grand. All right, I like that. <laughs> I hear it in your voice. You sound great. Thank you, and you and your honey, you sound great as well. Okay, you're just becoming a regular on our show, huh? It seems as so. okay well i want to read um just a few sentences of your bio since you've been on the air with us i won't read as much as i read in the past i will let the listeners know that you can find that information on my show page uh, if you want to know a little bit more about miss johnny mcfadden um dr mcfadden is an author She is the author of two child sexual assault educational books. I have one in front of me right now, Good Touch, Bad Touch. Um, I read it. I was very impressed with it, very excited about it. I think it is um, definitely a wonderful tool that needs to be placed in the hands of um, every youth ministry, um, every... um, Every church that has a, a maybe a daycare type program, a child care program, maybe youth ministry, I would certainly recommend this material. Uh, Dr. McFadden has traveled throughout the U.S. providing educational outreach to children and families. Her goal, a lot like our goal, is to touch the world and combat sexual violence against children amen all right amen Amen. so let's see where do we begin with this topic forgiveness 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 i mean my goodness it is a powerful tool the idea the concept the principles of forgiveness is a very powerful 
tool and a powerful um, lesson, instrument, um, activity that we all need to learn and we don't have enough time to start it, start this topic because the break is about to begin. We'll do it after the break. tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm sipping my tea. I hope you are prepared, that you're ready, you've got your tea, your coffee, whatever it is that you drink, because here we go, here we go. I'm going to lead out this discussion with a statement, and then Ms. Johnny is going to chime in and um, pick it up. If any of you that are listening have been abused sexually, physically or emotionally you must 
be able to forgive the ones who have hurt you. You must be able to forgive the ones who have hurt you. You may ask, why? Why do I need to forgive them? He is the one who did thus and so. She is the one who did thus and so. Miss Johnny, can you answer that question for us? Why is it so important? You are absolutely um, correct in stating that we must forgive those individuals. And the reason we must forgive those individuals is because when we think of Jesus Christ in this Lenten season, and in a few days from now, how we will gather in our various um, houses of worship to um, just remember the price that he paid so that he might redeem each and every one of us not according to the sin that we committed, but of our sins. He took the beatings. He took uh, being scorned and mocked and uh, those nails being placed in his hand and his feet. He is the one who bore all of that pain on the cross of Calvary on Golgotha's hill, mm-hmm. not because he committed any sin, because he uh, was a man of no sin, mm-hmm. but he loved us so much until he chose to go to that cross so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And even as in those last moments, as he was hanging on that cross, the scriptures allow us to know that he looked at those persons who had done all of these things. Uh, to him, mm-hmm. and stated in the word, Father, forgive them, mm-hmm. for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on in that uh, Father prayer found in the book of Matthew to remind us that we must pray that the Lord would forgive us our trespasses or our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he goes on in, in, in the book of Luke to say that not only does he expect us to forgive those individuals once, but he stated 70 times seven we are to forgive those persons who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would like to also reference that he clearly stated, as he forgives us, we must also forgive others. And we cannot be forgiven of our sins by him if we fail to extend that forgiveness to others. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it mm-hmm. is imperative that we must forgive if we want to go to heaven and receive that mantle that the Lord has promised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, for some, for some people, the question of why, uh, you've explained it scripturally. You've explained it according to the biblical context. 
but some people may still be saying, but I still don't understand. This person did know what they, they may feel like this person knew what they were doing. They planned it. You know what I'm saying? They plotted. They, you know, set me up. They connived or whatever. But I want to emphasize what you just said and how Jesus, when he was on the cross, he cried out to the father and he said, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I want to try to help the listener understand that even when people logically or mentally, they have the, the mental capacity or faculty to plot and plan and to do things, they are still spiritually ignorant and spiritually blind and spiritually dead and that is why jesus looking at what the people were doing to him some of these people were even religious the religious rulers correct the religious exactly. rulers caiaphas the the high priest they were involved through religion thinking that they were doing god's will when they had him mocked and scourged and crucified him and Jesus understanding the condition, the spiritual condition that they were in. So he wasn't talking about their intellect. He wasn't talking about their mental capacity. He knew that their spiritual condition, that they were blind, that they were deceived, that they, you know, were off track spiritually. And that's why he said, father, forgive them because they don't know they didn't have the capacity to understand what they were doing so i want to say to the listeners that person who may have known as you say what they were doing still did not know what they were doing because if they were awake spiritually if they were born again if they were alive born again creatures they would not could not do what they had done to you. Do you under, do you do you have anything to add to that? Um, I I agree, Minister Diane. In that, God is the only one through Jesus Christ, our Lord, mm-hmm. who is able to get into the heart of individuals. Mm-hmm. And once the Lord, when they open His heart to receive Him gets into that heart of the individual, that's when conversion or a change Mm -hmm. takes place. Mm -hmm. When we think Mm -hmm. of Paul in the scriptures and how he persecuted the church because Mm -hmm. of his ignorance, ignorance Mm -hmm. his spiritual ignorance, as you just indicated. Mm -hmm. But that day that he was on his beast going to persecute the church individuals, And when he met Jesus, and he knocked him off of the beast and took the scales off of his eyes after three days being blind, he became the greatest missionary Mm -hmm. that continues to go down in scriptural history. That's right. When we think of those persons, that individual in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, who committed uh, a sexual uh, immorality offense against his dad's um, 
with his dad's, I think his dad's wife, wife and I don't want to get it um, incorrect there. Wife, his the father's wife. Banished, the church banished that particular individual, mm-hmm. and the reason being because they wanted to rid the church of, and the community of the evil and hoped in prayer that this individual would have a heart change, a conversion by allowing God to change the heart, whereby he could be reconciled to the community and back right. to the church. Right. So the right. heart change, the heart change, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the heart change. And when God is in one's heart, regardless of the sin, regardless of what might have happened, uh, we as God's children must release them by forgiving them so that we will not allow ourselves to be hindered to become the children of God that God wants us to become. Because when one is anger, and God Mm -hmm. says we can get angry, but sin not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bitterness, as your husband alluded to earlier, uh, with the team and losing. And malice and, you know, seeking vengeance and those things set in. Thus hampering us as children of God from growing and getting to the place and the purpose for which God has called us to be in this world. Those are some of the reasons that one must forgive. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, you also did mention a scripture reference, and it. Uh, I thank God that we're on the same page because I actually wrote down that scripture reference. And um, I'm going to read those scriptures, and I'm going to actually ask my husband, because we're coming up on a break in a few minutes. After we come back from the break, I'm going to see um, if he will expound on these these what we're talking about right now from the viewpoint of these scriptures. What you said earlier was a reference to Matthews. That is in Matthew 6 and 14. If ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. The flip side of that. As Dr. Johnny said, verse 15 is, but if you forgive not, in other words, if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. More after the break. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Now I'm ahead of myself. We got counting down five, four, three tunes. Here we go. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you concerned about your physical and spiritual health? Tired of aches and pains? Heartburn? Taking pills? Being out of shape and having no self-control? 
try the 90-day challenge by Vice Salads. Using our delicious, nutritious health shakes and eating one meal a day, you can build lean muscle, burn fat, improve your health, and rule your body instead of your body ruling you. Choose your kit. Start your challenge. Lose 10 pounds at a time. Order online today at dianesjones.bodybyvi.com. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. We are back. And just before the break, uh, Dr. Johnny and I were talking about why it is important to forgive. And um, we were referencing the scriptures in the Bible from the book of Matthew, um, chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. And I would like to ask my husband and give him an opportunity to tell us why you believe, uh, dear, that this is important. Why is, why is it important for that person that's saying, but why do I have to forgive them? Well, forgiving them, forgiving them frees you mm-hmm. for God to be able to do the things he needs to do in you. If you don't forgive them, you're, you're basically holding them in bondage and holding yourself in bondage of, of the act, whatever happened, uh, there's a bondage there and and whether or not whether or not they come clean or apologize or ask forgiveness mm. it's 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 up to it's it's still up to them to to have to stand before God for what mm-hmm. they did but to free yourself um we need to forgive so we can move on and move forward and God can do the healing in our lives 
Mm-hmm. And that's 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 why it's so important. Even even the thieves on the cross. The one thief he knew he was he knew he was wrong, mm-hmm. and he knew he he knew he was getting just treatment for what he had done. And and he just he wanted to he wanted to make it right. He says, if this is the Christ, if 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 if, if there is someone that I can't ask to forgive me, who will just hear me, then I'll I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. And he and 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 he did, and and right before he died, he was freed. Mm-hmm. You know, and and mm-hmm. and and did he sin against the Lord? Well, ultimately, he did. Whatever sins he did, he did sin against the Lord. So he was asking the right person for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There may have been others that he could have asked, but ultimately, it got to it got to the main one, the source. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord said, "This day." Now, what if the Lord would have said, no, you're going to hell? Mm. You know, that's the last thing he hear, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. But the Lord said, this day you will be with me in paradise. So it freed him, even though he was hanging on the cross, Hmm. it freed him right then and there. And there's people in jail that are freer than they've ever been on the outside because they've, they've got forgiveness. Even though they're in shackles, they've got forgiveness in their heart, and they're they're the freest that they've ever been. Amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to ask another question, and Miss Johnny, um, I'm going to start with you. Why is it hard? And we've talked about why people may be asking, why do I have to even do it in the first place? Why do I have to forgive in the first place? But why is it hard for some people to forgive? Why is it harder for some people to forgive than others? The, what are your the thoughts? one word that I can think of is trust. When one places his or her trust in an individual, mm-hmm. and that trust is, um, you, know, be, you know, they betray the trust. And we can think of how... Um, Peter, who denied the Lord whenever he felt that his life was in danger, but immediately he wept bitterly because mm. he was sorry for the fact that he did, mm-hmm, um, you know, mm-hmm. out of his own uh, fear, deny the Lord. And then even Judas, when he took the 30 pieces of silver to, mm. to turn him over to those persons who were trying to crucify him. Judas, even at that point, the 30 pieces of silver back to the treasure because he realized at that particular time that he had betrayed innocent blood. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't even live with himself. Thereafter, he hung himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I said Mm -hmm. all that to say that it is just imperative um, that we must realize when we offend one that we must immediately, and that's why David was called the man after the Lord's own heart. Because when he realized that he sinned against God every single time, he repented of his sin and asked the Lord to forgive him. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, as we reference that scripture, 70 times 7, you know, we too mm-hmm. sinned against others. But it's hard because of the word trust. Mm. And we have okay. to trust God to know that his word is true. And although we feel like we want to get revenge, God wants us to get justice through the courts of the land and allow vengeance to belong to him. So we have to trust God enough to do that. And when we forgive others, 
we learn to continue to trust in spite of mm. those persons who have sinned against us. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when one you know, de- decides to trust another and that trust is betrayed, it- it's really hard mm. because mm-hmm. of the friendship, the relationship. But again, if we want to get to heaven and see the Lord, we've got to do it God's way. It's hard to trust. It's hard to forgive. But that's what the Lord said we must do, even in those times when we don't understand because mm-hmm. of the relationship, the fellowship, the, the trust. Uh, a wife might have in her husband who uh, ends up in, a, in an adulterous affair. A wife, a husband against a wife in an adulterous affair. Uh, you know, uh, family members, when you think of incest and rape and things of that nature, because of that closeness and the family ties, the blood ties, it makes it really, really hard. Therefore, we must look more toward getting justice rather than vengeance. Okay, so 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 sometimes it's hard for some people because they don't trust or because the trust has been broken. So this makes it hard for them to forgive. Um, Chris, why do you think that it's hard for some people to forgive? Well, um, like Dr. said, there's a trust issue. There's also... Um, there's also a lack of of knowing God's word and a lack of faith. Hmm. So when there's a lack of faith, you're 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 weak and you're relying on yourself. And and if we rely on ourselves, we're imperfect. We are we are going to make um, bad decisions in self. We are going to be revengeful in self. We are going to be bitter in self. Mm-hmm. But if we know God's word and if we know who he is um, personified um, and if he's the the blueprint that we're supposed to be and, and, and if we follow that blueprint and act like him and, and, and actually say what would Jesus do, then you would understand the importance of the forgiveness because of Lord forgave. But if we're in self then we're doing things in 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 flesh and in flesh there is no good thing hmm. so mm-hmm. there's there's your distrust you know there's your bitterness there's your 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 fear your guilt your, your all the things you carry because of because of what happened if it was yesterday or if it was 30 years ago we'll still carry it as bondage but if we know God's word and, and, and keep knowing his word and going to him and taking it back to him and dropping it at his feet and trusting him and having faith in him to work it out, then we're free. And then we're getting we're getting what we're supposed to get. And we even pray for the ones who who um, mistreated you. Mm-hmm, That's when mm-hmm. you know you've grown. Mm-hmm. You know, you pray for those that mistreated you, and the blessings are going to return to your belly. But you also want them to get what they need, so 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 we all can be blessed. And well, you brought forward. you brought out a valuable point. Um, 
And I, and I wanted to talk about what the process sometimes is. For some people, it's easy for them to just forgive and let it go. For other people, it seems to be a process. And you brought out the fact that sometimes you have to keep taking that thing back to the Lord and you have to keep keep laying it before the Lord and ask the Lord to help you more than once. Because the enemy is going the enemy is going to use that one thing and keep trying to bring it back up. Yes. So you're fully delivered from it. Uh Dr. Johnny, you have any thoughts about that how that sometimes, you know, it's not just a whip bam thing yeah, that the exactly. person has to lay before the Lord and just say God help me forgive. Help me forgive. That's- have you seen that? And it's all centered around acceptance and denial as well. Oftentimes, one does not want to accept what is true. Mm. Therefore, they, they live in denial. And when reality hits 20, 30 years down the road, then they have to really deal with the truth of what the offense might have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently uh, had an incident with one of my grandchildren, my grandson, whereby he was one minute tape. before the break. So if you don't get okay. to finish up, we'll pick it up on the other side. Yeah, he was misbehaving terribly, and I said to him, you know, that I, I would have to, to, you know, punish him because of. And the next morning, he got up. And he immediately said, I'm sorry about what happened last night. Graham, good morning. I love you. And that was the end of that. So Christ said, we must be like the children. Mm. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's where, you know, um, a lot of times when we're older and we're not childlike, other things have been able to settle into our spirit, like pride like self-righteousness, like thinking that we're, you know, acting as though we have no sin or that, you know, we have the right to say that person doesn't deserve this or doesn't deserve that. But um, the tunes are coming, so we have to pick this up on the other side. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these millions of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed from abusing others find answers to these and other questions in the pages of overcoming sexual abuse by minister diane jones available online at authorhouse.com this show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. 
Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. I used to be. I'm free on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we are down to the last uh, segment of the hour, and we are talking about forgiveness. I have Dr. Johnny McFadden with me as my guest, and I um, am going to let her continue to expound uh, about being us becoming like and being like children when it comes to forgiveness. But I want to emphasize to you that are listening how important this topic is tonight. We cannot afford, I cannot afford, you cannot afford to rebel against these powerful truths that we are giving you tonight. Unforgiveness will only prolong your pain, your agony, and keep you in bondage. Uh, Even recently, I've experienced some things in the last few months that tempted me, tempted me to be angry, not just angry, but but I, I knew that if I wasn't careful with that anger, that bitterness could set up in my heart. And I had to pray more than once. I had to pray several times. And just all I could say was, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I kept having to show myself, tell myself that this person has a a condition. This person, I know that they have problems. I know that they have issues, Lord. Help me to realize, help help me to, you know, not to think more of myself because the, the situation was so grievous to me that I could have easily went into holding a grudge against them or disliking or 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 if I would have let it happen and let it fester it could have turned into something very ungodly like hate so anyway Dr. Johnny you were saying how your grandson I believe it was came back the very next morning and apologized and continued to say how much he loves me Uh and of course I indicated to him I love you and explained you know, why we had to take the route that we did. 
mm-hmm. the bottom line is that childlike uh, attitude, whereby he did not hold grudges, anger, uh, the angry, uh, the anger that we talked about, the bitterness, and etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that said, when we truly forgive, we, like Christ, forget. We 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 utilize the experience so that we might grow in wisdom, and most importantly, in the Lord. But when you forget it, you wipe the slate clean. You don't ever mm-hmm. bring it up again. It's a process, and it's one of the hardest things that I've found. Uh, in this Christian walk that I've had to do. Mm-hmm. But I uh, also realized from experience that if we take that childlike approach when one offends us, it will save us so much as it relates to pain and um, speed up the process as we think of Psalm where the Lord indicated that he feels the broken hearted. Mm-hmm. And we've just got to allow him to do that. And we cannot do that when we're holding on to anger and bitterness and malice and hate and all those things that um, that interrupt the beautiful Christ-like character, whereby we become Christ-like examples to the world that God allowed uh, us to become, as mm-hmm. well as that light that shines so bright for others to see. It dulls the light. Yes, and, it does. Uh, and I hope and pray to God so many uh, times now that I would have just allowed those offenses to just be forgiven at the time that it did occur, rather than to spend so many years in bitterness and anger and seeking vent, revenge, mm-hmm. rather than to spend that time with the Lord and allowing Him to come into my heart and uh, helping me to be a better uh, child of God, and to continue with the work that has been assigned to my hands. A struggle, but thank God, as Minister Diane's theme song indicates, I'm free, mm. and I'm not holding on to that on today. Amen. Amen. You know, um, as you were talking, I thought about the fact that, because um, you said how it um, how it hinders us, and I thought about the fact that unforgiveness... In the spiritual realm, unforgiveness is um, like a, a spiritual cancer. It 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 does hinder us, but it eats at us. It destroys our life-giving, life-affirming uh, ability in the spiritual sense. Um, we life cannot flow through us. Life cannot flow from us. It it it. It causes a breach in our communication with God, in our um, feeling his affection and having affection toward him. It is, it becomes a spiritual cancer. And that's why it, now people are realizing, you know, even in the secular community, they are realizing that unforgiveness and bitterness leads to physical cancers in the body. It's 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 uh it's something that manifests in the soulish realm in the spiritual realm, but it, I'm sorry, it is happening in the spiritual realm, but it manifests in the physical realm, in terms of an actual disease. That's how serious unforgiveness is. It affects us physically, 
spiritually, emotionally, it blocks us, it puts us in bondage, and it's just um, no good, no good in any way, shape, or form. When we think in terms of forgiveness, um, I'd like for Dr. Johnny to talk about uh, self-forgiveness. Talk yes, about so often we blame ourselves for uh, the offenses sometimes that um, have um, that someone else has, has done toward us, and we walk around in guilt and shame and, and trying to rationalize within ourselves, and oftentimes we don't release ourselves from that, and and it causes us to also uh, be affected in some of the ways that uh, Minister Diane just alluded to. Therefore, hmm. it is so important not only that we forgive others, but that we forgive ourselves as well so that we can free ourselves of the guilt, the shame, the, the bitterness, whatever uh, might have occurred within that time span. Mm-hmm. thus giving us permission to live a full, holistic, healthy life according to the will of God. And God does want each and every one of us to live prosperous lives, and that's in every way, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, and he wants us to live in honest fellowship one with the other. Mm-hmm. And that's why he indicated in his word, before we take our gifts to the altar, we must go to that brother or sister that we believe that we might have offended. Mm-hmm. Get it right with them. And then we can go before God with whatever gifts we may have. That's right. That's right. Sometimes it is easier to forgive others than it is to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we hold ourselves at a... At a, at a higher standard or we're harder on ourselves, you know, and we just can't get past the, the, you know, blaming ourselves and we must forgive ourselves also because the same consequences apply if we don't. Um, there's a scripture reference even for that. And I didn't write down um, actually where it's found, but, uh, it tells us in, in the scripture, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. If you have been born again and you've asked God to forgive you of your sins and you've been born again, then his blood covers your sins. He covers uh, when I say sin, sometimes I like to explain that to some people because people may not fully understand what I mean. But any time that you rebelled against God, any and every time that you rebelled against God from, from the day that you were born, against the things of God, <laughs> and, and believe you me, people, we were born in sin. Uh, so any time that you rebel, we were born in rebellion. So any time that you rebel against the things of God, you have sinned. But if you're born again and you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, his blood covers your sins and your shame. And there's no condemnation. He doesn't condemn you. He doesn't condemn you. 
if you have not accepted Christ, though, you're condemned already. And you need to accept Christ as your Savior so that you can be free. Looks like I have um, about a minute left. So let me say this. Forgiveness is a choice. The act of releasing that person who has offended you is a choice. It's something that you choose to do. Holding on to the offense keeps you in bondage and keeps them in bondage. Dr. Johnny can be reached. Um, tell us how you can be reached and tell us how you people can get in touch with you, Dr. Johnny. I will do that uh, very quickly. Let me add um, that for those persons who may be listening, if there is someone uh, that they need to forgive or if they need to forgive themselves, I would encourage them to write a letter from the heart, and then have a ceremony, read it aloud, and release that forgiveness on this afternoon. We can be reached at Puerto Rico, Post Office Box 3428, Sumter, South Carolina, 29151, or you may email us at Rica at yahoo.com. We can Wonderful. be reached by telephone, <laughs> 803-565-2121. Wonderful, wonderful. Good night, all. 